All right, well, this is exciting. We are back together, Thomas and Kaylin, here for another podcast today. Yes, uh, we're back. How's it going? Uh, it's going good. I'm, I'm excited to get back into it. Yeah, you know, we're in, the, we're in the best months of sports right now, so we got a lot of things that we can talk about. Uh, particularly, we want to talk about our baseball playoffs starting tomorrow. And then get into get into some other fun stuff happening in the sports world. So it's gonna be fun. All right, yeah, I'm excited. Can't wait. Well, I'm I'm a little anxious too about my Cardinals, but I'm excited to talk about the podcast. Yeah, big news that came out with the Cardinals. Um, I mean, we can we can start off talking baseball playoffs and get into get into the National League side first if you want to go into that. Yeah, I say we get right into it just because we had a little bit of news drop like about an hour or two ago that it's just it's just completely flummoxed us. I have no idea. It's a shocker for sure. So the the St. Louis Cardinals came out with their uh, starting lineup for tomorrow, and I think neither you nor I expected uh, Jose Quintana to be a part of our starting lineup in. Uh, He's pitching first tomorrow. So what are some of your takes on that? Uh, well, he was probably the fourth or fifth person that came to mind when thinking about who could start for us tomorrow. And so the fact that he's our ace is, it's, I, I don't even know where to start. Like it's, um, like it, I guess the question is, is it because he's been really good or is it because no one else has really stepped up? Yeah, I think it's uh, it's an interesting mix because, I mean, I thought for sure it was going to be Wainwright. I mean, we've relied on Wainwright for so long. Um, but, I mean, maybe there's some things that, that Wainwright's arm hasn't been feeling great lately or, or um, he's not doing the best, and so we're going with someone else. I think it's a really interesting uh, really interesting choice. Uh, most of the online world is saying Quintana's stats are just really good. Um, but I do think it's an interesting choice for us to, to start with him. It's, it's a weird thing because Quintana, I won't take away from him. He has been good, uh, but it's just, uh, he's not like considered the best pitcher, you know, and it's, he had a really good September. He had like a 0.8 ERA over September. He's had um, just barely above a two ERA since he's been with the Cardinals. So he's been really good for us. It's just, it's just a bit odd. It's, it's not who I would have originally gone with. I, um, I think if Wainwright was feeling better, obviously he would be our starter. But the fact that Quintana is starting over Michaelis or even Jordan Montgomery too, that's that's weird in and of itself. Like I can understand a little bit starting over Wainwright just because I guess his arm, he, they're saying has his dead arm, his velocity's down a little bit. I can get it a little bit. But then to start him over Michaelis and to start him over Jordan Montgomery, it seems a, seems a bit um, like you're just relying on last month's numbers a little bit too much. Yeah, you know, I think I think the Cardinals are trying to do something strategic here, and I'm, but I'm having a hard time piecing exactly what that is, which makes it seem like it might not be the best strategy. But 
potentially were I mean Quintana doesn't he doesn't go necessarily very deep into games so are we going to use a second starter in that first game and that's the strategy um you know I think okay he's a left-handed pitcher are we using him for Harper and Schwarber yeah and that's why we have such confidence in him there um no matter what I would Cardinals are showing a lot of confidence here with Quintana that is confidence that me as a fan doesn't necessarily hold. Yeah, it doesn't look great when your starting ace is Jose Quintana. Um, Like, he's a fine player. He's been around a long time. Okay, uh, um, and he is good. But, yeah, let's talk about some of those ideas that you had. So, okay, I think the Cardinals are using a strategy where they want to use multiple starters in the first few games right like um like let's just say philosophically like what if they're starting jose quintana trying to get like three four innings out of them and then you can bring in a wainwright or you could bring in potentially uh jack flaherty or something to 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 piggyback off of that first start and they kind of have a second starter ready to go i i think that might be a viable strategy i'm not sure if we know that's what for sure they're doing. Um, But what do you think about that hypothetical situation? Yeah, I think it's interesting. I mean, we've struggled with our bullpen for a while Mm -hmm. now. Um, So I don't mind the idea of using multiple starters. Um, The biggest thing I have is, okay, if we're using multiple starters, why is he the first one Mm -hmm. and not someone else? but maybe it's because he doesn't have a lot of depth. So we use him until we're done and then use, you know, Adam Wainwright can go tons of innings if we need him to. Um, I, th- I think you're right. I think it does have to do with the fact that we don't, we don't really trust our bullpen. Um, I mean, Helsley has been great, although I think he nicked up his thumb. I'm not sure if he's ready to go or not. Guy. Yeah, he just got activated on Wednesday yesterday, so he'll be back. But yeah. Okay, yeah, so hopefully he's ready to go. Gallegos has had an up-and-down season. Um, obviously, I think the Cardinals and us are worried about him being your second-best bullpen option, right? Um, and then really your third-best bullpen option is probably Andre Polante. Like we're really – there's not much to go off of in the bullpen so using i think it's clear jose quintana is one of our best pitchers we want to use him and maybe using him in this way will help us to save the bullpen a little bit which could be rough pitchly pitchly yeah if that's what we're using it for it could work um i'm i'm concerned what the strategy is um and we'll just have to see, like, I'm sure the Cardinals aren't going to come out and be like, oh, this is why we chose this guy and all yeah. of that, which he does have good stats, but it, it was honestly a shocking choice to see that he was, uh, he was yeah. our guy. And then we're starting Michael as second and we didn't name a third starter. I think the reason we didn't name a third starter is probably because we are going to use one of our starters as a bullpen. Like, I, I think this has to be the idea. Um, right. Like, you could you could theoretically throw it out there. Game one, Jose Quintana, Adam Wainwright. 
game two, Miles Michaelis, Jack Flaherty, and then game three, Jordan Montgomery. Like you could, yeah, you could do something like that. Um, or I guess it would depend on how the first two games go, like you said, yeah. Yeah, it's just a, it's an interesting. I mean, it's a, it's a little bit of a curveball, um, which I don't mind. I don't mind trying new strategies in the postseason. Um, I'm just not sure if this is, uh, since we don't fully know the strategy, I don't know if it's going to really work out for us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the optimal strategy is Wainwright doesn't uh, have a dip in velocity and is pitching on just pitches game one. That's kind of what we want, right? But I guess maybe we're not thinking that's really a realistic possibility now. Yeah, so, yeah. So we got to improvise. The Cardinals offense is really great. But pitching is one of my biggest concerns with them this playoff. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so. and now I'm really concerned. Also, we talked about this, too. So uh, before the game, Cardinals were a favorite, um, according to the Vegas betting odds for game one, right? Uh-huh. Um, but now that we've announced Jose Quintana as a starter, it's down to even odds, so 50-50. So whoever yeah. the betting um, um, people had, uh, they clearly thought that was a better option than Jose Quintana. So that's weird. right. Yeah, it's interesting. It's I, I'm not sure anyone in the world expected it. I mean, I would love to know if someone expected Jose Quintana to be a starting game one for us. <laughs> Yeah, who who are you? Um, reach out to us. We we need to understand what were you thinking. Yeah, it's an interesting, really interesting choice. Yeah, um, the pitching is going to be a big deal for the Cardinals, and um, there's a lot of pitchers that are just wild cards. You know, Flaherty is a huge wild card. Um, even you can consider Michaelis a wild card. He's done well, but hasn't had a great September. That's basically all of our pitchers. They've had good years, but had a bad September. So Except just... for Quintana. So I guess yeah. we're, if that's what we're relying, you know, I hope that's not the only thought process behind it though, is, is the month of September. Yeah. It just um, I hope there's too much emphasis on that. Yeah. Right. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, how do you think, uh, in general, the series is going to go against the Phillies? I, I do think it's close to 50-50. Uh, obviously, I like the Phillies pitching better. I think they have two legitimate starters and, um, like, star starters, you know. Um, the Cardinals have a good offense, but I'm expecting these games – I'm expecting the Phillies to hold us down to low-scoring games. I don't expect the Cardinals to have too many high-scoring games, at least in the first two games. Um, so I think if we're going to win, it's going to be a bullpen battle towards the end. Um, and it could come down to a few plays. Like, I, I do think it's going to be a close series. How about you? For sure. Uh, I don't think anything in the National League this year is going to come easy to any of these teams. Yes, uh, yeah. Hard-fought battles, I think, everywhere. Um. I will say that though I'm happy the Cardinals got the Phillies if they were going to get anyone. I feel a little bit more confident in our offensive ability against them. Um, I think we can handle them maybe a little bit better than the Padres potentially. Uh, but yeah, hard. It's going to be a, 
and I'm even more concerned today than I was yesterday mm-hmm. and a lot more confidence yesterday but um getting at our pitching it's gonna be a struggle so yeah yeah exactly um, we're gonna we're gonna really need to rely on these veterans in their last seasons to kind of come out and and give us the energy that we need you know give us give us a think a little bit of momentum to our younger guys and be like this is a different kind of kind of world and it's the postseason now so yeah well we have good veterans so like paul goldschmidt had a great year on arenado had a great year we're we have guys that have been here before you know yeah yeah so um you know i think i think it's gonna be hard fought hard fought oh yeah we should you mentioned this in passing we should just talk about it um, the lefties that the Phillies have with Bryce Harper and Kyle Schwarber, potentially one of the reasons we're starting the lefty game one is to have a good matchup against those two, right? Like you, you said that Jose Quintana has good numbers against those two pit- hitters. Is that right? Yeah. So between those two, they're one for 15 against him um, with yeah. Kyle Schwarber only having a, a, a hit. Oh. A single against him okay so i mean it's good stats uh overall he's they've to combined only played him between 10 times so it's kind of it's not a really old matchup between them but um he does have good numbers um so it should be interesting i mean it, i think it has to be part of the strategy that they looked at these stats because um, even if we were going to use two starters, I think it's kind of bold of us to have Quintana be number one. Um, so I think probably part of the factor is we're trying to we're trying to pair well against the Phillies, uh, and hopefully, I mean, hopefully it works out. You know, I, I'm not hoping that it doesn't work out. I'm hoping he does. Uh, right. He does pretty good. Exactly. I I do think it's going to be close games come down to a few plays towards the end though. Let's not let's not pick. Um, the teams yet let's let's talk through each days and then we can do our picks towards the end how does that sound okay yeah sure all right cool what's the next uh matchup you want to talk about well let's just continue on to the other wild card game the mets and the padres all right yeah this will be a, a fun fun one to watch this one i'm really excited to watch and i'm kind of glad the cardinals aren't in this matchup uh, <laughs> I think this is going to be like a kind of firepower matchup. Um, mm-hmm. I think both teams are going to come out with a come out swinging. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, I, see, we're not talking picks yet, but it's an interesting one because the Padres have made so many changes, you know, and throughout the year. So it's a different team than they started out as. And then right. you got the Mets, who have been. I mean, I when we talked to preseason the Mets looked like they were going to be amazing and they haven't really let that down I agree completely um a lot of a lot of Mets fans feel like their team collapsed because at points they were had 10 game lead on the Braves but you can't call a season where you won 101 games a collapse I'm sorry it's just that's not what happened the Mets played they had a great season so props to that They've done, I, yeah, it's amazing that, that we have um, 
you got the Mets, the Dodgers, and the Braves with just incredible seasons all yeah. together. The, so. the National League is really deep. I, you seem to be way high on the Padres compared to Phillies, but I think both teams are really good. And so yeah. I don't think there's a single weak link in all of the National League. Um, so, yeah, this, this should be a good showdown. The, okay, so we got, we got to talk about pitching again here with the Mets because their manager came out with the philosophy i guess he did this in 1995 as well but um to finish the regular season but he is talking about starting max scherzer in game one and then mm-hmm. if they win not throwing jacob de in game two but saving him for potentially game three or game one of the next series if they win so interesting that is something that they're considering doing if that's a unique strategy i I personally am like you have two of the best starters in baseball throwing back to back. Like that's right, just win the first two games. That's just intimidating, right? Like you think about great teams that have had great pitching duos; they always just throw them back to back, and it's it's a terrifying prospect, you know. Right. So. Yeah. Interesting, and it worked out well for them as before, so that's why they're kind of thinking it through that again. Yeah. Well. I forget what team. So his name is Buck Walter, the Mets manager. He did this in 95, but I forget what team it was for. But um, and it worked out well for them in that opportunity. But to me, I think, I think part of it has to be Jacob DeGrom and potentially same as Wainwright, where he's just not pitching as well the last two games. So he – He's had a little bit of a lack of command, given up some huge home runs in the last two games. I think yeah, if Jacob DeGrom was pitching at his best in the last two games, they would start in game one and Max Scherzer game two. But I think they're thinking about switching it up just because of that. I think that has to be a factor into why they would switch it up. Yeah, interesting. Um, it's really interesting, the, the pitching dynamic here, because – you kind of expect some things and then they're we're coming out with new ideas yeah Uh, I think I think you have to throw him out for game two though in my mind I mean I I don't know it seems even riskier to to hold him you know and be like oh we're gonna use him when we really need him when in the postseason you you really need everyone you know yeah I wonder if it's like you know how sometimes you put your best hitter in the second spot just so they can get more at bats throughout the game. Uh huh. If you're thinking, if you're the Mets, right, why not pitch him second so he can get more times to pitch throughout the postseason, right? Pitch him early. Right. Like, it, it doesn't work that same way. I'm not sure, but it, it seems like it would, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, it's interesting. Cause if you save him for game three, then you don't have him for your next two starts either. Yeah. That's a good um, point. Yeah. So, uh, interesting, interesting coming from the Mets. Because um, I've been high on the Mets all year for postseason because, well, I think Max Scherzer is a beast. I think he's going to be incredible this postseason. And, right, yeah. When is he not? I mean. <laughs> so, having having him and Jacob deGrom, I mean, there were times when I was favoring the Mets to come out of the National League, um, even against the Dodgers who are incredible. But mm-hmm. um, it, I, it's, uh, it's just a weird 
a weird idea. I, I'm not a fan of it personally, but we'll have to see. Yeah, I mean, every team is going to come in with their own strategy. Uh, and then what will work is going to be what's going to be interesting. Because I think with the National League, these teams especially, I mean, obviously there are some really hard teams to play against. But I think every team has a bit of a shot. It just depends on the strategy going. I mean, every team has good players for this. And I mean, right. it's, it's going to be a fight. I, so I think I think strategy part of, is important. I think part of what the Cardinals and the Mets are thinking is too much focused on recent performance, where we're looking at okay, this is how September went. Let's adjust according as if it's going to be the same. October is a different. It's almost like a different sport in some ways. It's just different, you know. And so just because, for example, Jacob Degrom last two starts not so good, it doesn't mean that the next one won't be really good right like you have to understand it's a different thing and, and different people are going to step up and you have to just you have to play what you would expect not what just happened recently right yeah there's got to be i mean we mark stats a little bit differently too we have regular season stats and then we purposely mark postseason stats because it is a little bit of a different game right um so i just think yeah i think yeah, it's interesting if, if it's heavily relying on September. Um, it's not my favorite idea in the world. Obviously, you have to factor it in. That was just, you know, just last month. So you have to think, okay, how have they been playing recently? But uh, the mindset is completely different from September to October. And, yes. And mindset is everything when it comes to sports and being able to accomplish things. So. Yeah, um, I agree. Mindset's a huge deal. I went, I, I think... I think by tinkering around too much, you're not sending the right message necessarily to your team. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. And if he's expecting to start and gets pushed back, I mean, that kind of takes away the confidence in it. So for sure. Um yeah, it's it's interesting for sure. Okay. Um, anything else you want to talk about with this matchup? We talked a lot about the Mets and their their starters, but um anything else that's that's interesting about this matchup? Uh, nothing super interesting except that it's going to be a, it's going to be a battle for sure. Yeah, I totally I don't agree. expect the potters not to give a fight. Um, so it's going to, it's going to be a tough fight, tough fight, tough fight. Yeah, for sure. Um, it will be fun to see Max Scherzer and Juan Soto go against each other, you know, former teammates on the nationals. Um, so that will be fun. Yeah, totally. Um, uh former you know they they didn't they won not so long ago so. that's right former champions going against each yeah. other on different teams so yeah that's um, cool. how likely are we going to see a a, a repeat uh, of the braves how do you think the braves are stacking up in this in this matchup okay of the national league okay so the braves won the world series last year they played really well down the stretch and in the postseason and i think they're better this year <laughs> So I think that uh, their bullpen's even better. They're, they had what people called the night shift last year. It was incredible. And I think it's better. I think they improved <laughs> it. I think um, they had so many young rookies step up for them and have huge seasons. And I actually expect them to continue in the postseason. I don't expect a drop off there. So 
um, like not to foreshadow too much, but I think in a less tough national league, I think Braves would be the clear favorites. I don't think they're the clear favorites just because I think the Dodgers are really good. And I think there's other good teams, but I mean, this is a really good Braves team with hardly any weaknesses. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, incredible season. And then they're really, I think they had in this, in last year, I, I was shocked to see how well they played in the postseason, which mm-hmm. makes them a, you know, if they recreate what they did last year, that's going to be another incredible postseason for them. So, yeah. And then let's just talk quickly about the last team in the National League, the Dodgers, who won 111 games and I think are just incredibly underrated. They are unbeatable in my mind. Unbeatable, yes. Uh, They're terrifying. They're, They're so good. They have three legit MVP contenders at the top of their lineup. Um, Everyone, like, the thing is, is I think people just look at, oh, their top seven guys are all pretty good. Well, no, their top, everyone's really good. Like, everyone on the Dodgers, it doesn't matter who they are, they've had a good season. Every single one of them. Exactly. I totally agree. There's no player that comes up in the Dodgers lineup that I'm like, that I don't for my life a little bit. (laughs) So... Right. They all played well and they all, all, so it doesn't matter who's pitching, who's hitting, they're going to be better than you expect. I promise. Yeah. So that's, it's a terrifying team. They're incredibly underrated. It's, it's uh, so many people I hear are picking the Braves to come out of the national league. Um, I, it's too much. I think everyone should be picking the Dodgers. I think that's just, that's what, just what you have to do. I have to agree with you on that. I mean, uh, I get it that our National League has some incredible teams that are going to go up against it, but I think the Dodgers have proven themselves truly to be unbeatable this season. And uh, I I don't see that changing much in the postseason. So. Right, yeah. So it, it they've had an incredible run the last few years that no one talks about either. Um, yeah. I mean, last season they were incredible as well. So. Right. Mm-hmm. and sure they only have one world series win so it's hard to call them a dynasty but they're kind of a dynasty if you're being honest yeah yeah so yeah they're really good um and fear fear for your life if you're playing the dodgers That's yes <laughs> so yeah okay cool all right you want to switch to american league now yeah let's talk about the american league all right um let's talk Okay, we got to talk about Guardians Rays, I think, first, just because I think that's the series I'm just most confused by. I feel like it's, like, the same team going against each other in some ways. It's such a toss-up to me. Like, I have I have no idea how this is going to turn out for them. They're two um, kind of low-spending teams, two incredibly well-built teams, um, and they, they just they're, – they're just – doing the best with what they got both of them and they both yeah have- and I feel like they're both kind of building like I you know they're not at the uh Dodgers dynasty phase yet but I feel like they've slowly progressed right so it's like they're slowly building up their programs yeah so I think it's uh, and the Guardians have been known to spend money in the past so maybe maybe they'll spend money and get even better in the future the Rays probably won't 
Um, although right, the rates yeah. are always consistent and usually pretty good. So it does feel like the same two teams going up against each other in a lot of ways. It, it, it's honestly such a toss up. Um, I, I really don't know. <laughs> That's how I feel too. Uh, the, the Guardians are the youngest team in baseball, not just in the postseason, but in all of baseball. So that goes to what you're saying about an up and coming team, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. They have some legit players that have been around for a while, though. Shane Bieber no. won the Cy Young a couple years ago. They have Jose Ramirez, who has been an MVP contender for at least a few years now. Now, hasn't he been injured, or is he still injured? Jose Ramirez? Yes. Uh, I, I do believe he was injured, but I think he's ready to play in this. So I, I don't have okay. all the up-to-dates on that, but. I'm pretty sure he's playing. Okay. If See, he's, if he's if he's not though, then that would be a huge loss for them. Right. Exactly. So hopefully he's playing for them. Yeah, as far as I understand, he is. Okay. Yeah. Um. Okay. The Rays. I think one thing to mention with them is their second starter is going to be a guy named. Tyler Glass now. He's only pitched six innings for them this whole season. He's a really good pitcher, but he he's just coming off of injury. So I think that's going to be interesting to see how well he does. Oh, that will be interesting. Uh, interesting to interesting because I mean the Guardians can't prepare well against someone who's only had six innings in the year. You know, it's hard to know how he's pitching right then, but then it's hard for the Rays to know how well he's pitching. That's a good uh, point right now so um, that'll be interesting for sure yeah I think I think this is going to be a fun matchup it's obviously this is the one people are going to watch the least they're starting it in like the earliest time slot every day basically it's like the right the, the noon eastern game basically every day but I do think it will be I think there's some merit to each of these teams um the we got to talk about the stylistic tendencies of the guardians a little bit um home runs typically win in baseball last year the team that got the most home runs was 25 and 2 um in all the games so obviously you want to hit a lot of home runs the guardians have built this team around speed stealing bases defense and putting the ball in play which is and the lowest or the second lowest home run team this season right? yes so that is going to be an interesting stylistic thing. Obviously, the Royals succeeded with this. They went to back-to-back World Series with this style of play. So it can be done. And it's obviously, I think, more fun to watch. Like, I think it's really fun to watch a team that has a great bullpen and is, is playing everything exactly right. Um, so it's fun. The Rays are also a good defensive team, though, too. But they do tend to hit more home runs. So I think that's just... And it's something to keep an eye out for is how do the guardians and their style match up in today's baseball? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Especially if they make it past this first series, um, not having a lot of home runs, I think is going to hurt. I think that's going to be a fun thing. It's always interesting to see a different team with a different style come in. And I think it's a very watchable style too. I, I do think down the stretch, it might come back to bite them a little bit, but I am excited to see it. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, 
I mean, I've already talked about it, but game strategy is going to be is going to be everything for these teams. So you have to you have to work what you know. You come in with the game strategy and and stick to what you're good at, and um, we'll see who kind of comes out with that. Um, I don't think it's a bad strategy, um, but I think it will be interesting. I think yeah. it's harder in the postseason to play that strategy than it is to to be a hard hitting home run team. Certainly, it's not a bad strategy. And it's actually, they did a good job building the team in a certain way. If you're going to commit to something, commit all the way in, right? And so that's what they did. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's probably not the two most exciting teams in the playoffs, but I think it's it's a good matchup for them, for sure. For sure, yeah. All right, let's switch to the last series, which is um, uh, Blue Jays and Mariners. Yeah, now, I don't think I expected either of these teams to make it to the playoffs. Uh, It's the first time for Seattle in a long time. Yeah, let's go. Uh, I think that's a good thing for everyone except for Kings fans now. Now the, now the Kings are the team with the longest postseason drought. Yeah. How the uh, Mariners? Good. How the Mariners outlasted the Kings? I I'll never know, but <laughs> it's been a it's been a rough time for them, but they made it this year. So so good for them. Uh, Blue Jays, see, neither of these teams I know much about. Um, the Blue Jays have kind of gone on a stretch, though, lately. Um, I think with wins, I don't think they started off their uh, their year with as many wins as they've kind of ended with. Yeah, yeah. I, I like I like both these teams. Uh, once again, I think they're kind of similar. They actually they have some good aces. I the Mariners are going to throw out three legit starters in each game. Um, the Blue Jays, I think Kevin Gossman would start game two, although I think, okay, I think he's a little bit hurt as well. I think he's his best pitch is the splitter, like a changeup. And he said, oh, I feel fine every time I'm throwing except for with my splitter. And I'm like, wait a second, that's your best pitch. That's That's not great. So, but hopefully he goes game two, but I don't think they've announced it yet. Right. Yeah, he's currently still on uh kind of the aisle for day to day. Okay. Um, on things. Um, which for the Mariners, Jesse Winker's um still out. So I saw that too, yeah. So a little bit more injury injury prone with these games. Yeah, it, it will be interesting to see who plays. It doesn't sound like Jesse Winker's gonna play. Um, no, I think he's gonna be out at least Kevin- for his first series. Kevin Gossman is one of the Blue Jays' best players, and so it would be really helpful if he could pitch. Especially considering who they have as relief options, where they're guys that have they spent a lot of money on but haven't really performed well this year. So it would yeah. be it, it, they're not a lot of great options for the Blue Jays for that for those next few spots. Yeah, yeah. It'll be uh if if he doesn't play game two, um, like if he's not feeling well enough, that's um, that opens the door for the Mariners just a little bit more. So exactly, As, especially if they've got their lineups pretty set with uh with pitching, 
Um, that should make it interesting. The Mariners, I, I actually watched a lot of them this year just because I was rooting for them to make the uh, postseason. I wanted them to end that drought. Um, yeah. And their bullpen's kind of fun. It's kind of, they, they're just all different kinds of sliders. It's just a bullpen full of guys that throw awesome sliders. Um, nice. Yeah. They're, I read an article about, um, I, I believe he's still closing for them, a guy named Paul Seawald. And the Mariners picked him up, and he was just kind of like a regular guy, not too much going on. And they're like, hey, throw your slider this way and throw it all the time. And that's what he did, and he became a closer for them. So they're nice. kind of a fun team where they're just – um they're they're really uh innovating and it seems like all their pitchers are doing kind of the same thing and it's working well for them yeah well I feel like they're a very pitching focused team in a lot of ways too yeah Mariners Mm -hmm. um which I like I like having a a focus on that I think it makes it exciting and so that's cool that there's a lot of a, a lot of sliders being thrown a lot of new new ideas being placed out there with them that's cool yeah it worked yeah yeah it was a good season for them uh their their offense is i think just okay i think statistically it's a little bit better than okay is what it's shown but i i don't know i i'm not a big fan of a lot of their offensive talent but they've done well and they they've performed well and so i give them credit for that too so uh Mm -hmm. but I, i think blue jays have a better offense more exciting more more opportunities for big plays from the blue jays i believe yeah absolutely yeah Uh, yeah i think this one's going to be a low scoring series as well would be my prediction yeah i could see that i could see that i could see that for sure at least yeah i don't think the mariners are going to score a lot so if if they have a hope you can't have the blue jays scoring a lot either so yeah, and I think if the Mariners are going to score a lot, it's not going to be in game one against Alec Manoa, but they might be able to catch the Blue Jays if they're hurt uh, towards game two and game three. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, it should be interesting. It'll be interesting to see um, who wins that matchup. I would say this matchup and, and the one before are ones that, to me, are are pretty much a toss-up. Um, yeah, I totally so. agree, and I I think Car- we talked about Cardinals Phillies as a toss up too. So I would put yeah, kind of all three as a toss up for sure. Yeah, it, so I mean this is exciting. We love a love to have a good uh, baseball postseason, and this is a pretty good one in my mind. Yeah, I think the National League is stronger, but American League should be fun too. Do you want to like, quickly talk about Astros and Yankees as well? Yeah. Uh, I mean, man, those are going to be tough teams as well. Um, right. I think uh, Aaron Judge has had incredible season. Yeah. Um, made that 62 home runs. I'm so glad he got um, it. Yeah, which is crazy. And then, I mean, Astros have had an incredible season as well. Uh, it's uh, – Man, this is just a good postseason. I'm like, man, the, all of these teams are the most feared teams in baseball. I feel like so. Right. Um. I I think we should talk a little bit about the Yankees uh, once again with the Mets and the Yankees. These New York fan bases, they just they're so down on their teams. Um. Yankees had a great season. I feel like 
they started panicking, especially towards, I think, August and maybe into September, too, when they were losing a lot of games in a row. Um, sure. Yeah. There was, like, this panic. I'm, the, the Yankees seemed to have rebounded from that at class. Our, uh, it was very classy of them, and they, I like that team, and they seemed to have rebounded, and it always seemed like they would. It, that losing stretch, I think, was kind of just one of those things that happens sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it defines them as as a as a whole for the season. I think they've had a really pretty good season. I mean, yeah. I think it's I think it's been a surprising season. I, I agreed. Yeah, I mean, not super surprising, but I don't think that they were like the best team ever going into the season, and and they've had a really good year, you know. And, right. It's been a great year for the Yankees, um, especially when you consider Aaron Judge and everything that he did, which was just incredible. I mean, crazy, but incredible. Uh, it's so impressive. I mean, crazy impressive. <laughs> Aaron Judge in the playoffs actually does really well. I know the Yankees haven't made the World Series yet with him, but I'm kind of surprised by that considering how good how there's been some good Yankee teams and how well he's played in the postseason. He's a guy that actually yeah. steps up his play in the postseason a lot. So um I could now I, I think he might get walked a lot. Um, okay. But you never know. I, I, I don't know that for sure. But I, I can't point. imagine I can't imagine you throwing in a lot of strikes and letting him <laughs> go at it. Yeah. Um uh, I don't think I think that it hasn't there hasn't been a consistent guy behind him either to punish you for walking him. Yeah. Uh, uh, I really the lineup's changed a lot. I've there's been times I think Anthony Rizzo has been behind him, times when Giancarlo Stanton has been behind him, times when I think Josh Donaldson or Glaber Torres was behind him. None of those guys have uh, Rizzo and John Carlson had good seasons for sure, but they're not. You'd ra- much rather pitch to them. Right. So it's a good point. Well, and, I think you'd almost choose anyone except over Aaron Judge at this point. So, <laughs> yeah. so there's not. Yeah, it's a good point. That he didn't get intentionally walked a lot in the regular season, but I could see it increasing in the playoffs. That could be a thing to watch out for. I just don't think you want to get him hot in the postseason. I think that's a really dangerous, dangerous idea. But we'll see. I mean, it's hard to hard to know for sure. Um, I, I expect him to have a good post still. I don't really slow down. Uh, he's going to be a force to be reckoned in this postseason. Right. Yeah, I expect him to do really well. Um, he's on a tear, and I think that's ending anytime soon. Yeah. Totally agree. I think he's up for the moment. Sure. And they they also have Harrison Bader, one of our former Cardinals' favorite players. So that should help him out too. Yeah, for sure. Good for Bader. I'm glad he's back. And and we're really going to be missing him. The Cardinals are. Oh, our yeah. outfield has has struggled immensely, and. Uh, and I'm sad that we lost Bader to that. So totally, yeah, he's a he's a big get for the Yankees. Um, okay, let's talk about Astros. Probably just because we have to, but let's talk about them. <laughs> hey, well, Justin Berlin. Yeah. Good season. 
He's had a pretty good season. You picked Justin Verlander to win Cy Young, and that's what he's going to do. So that's a great call out by you. Yeah. yeah. I uh, I forget my – I forget exactly what I said, but I think it, it was uh, – he came of surgery recently, right, for the mm-hmm. season? Yeah, a 39-year-old uh, coming off surgery, yeah. And I thought he was going to have a good season, so – uh, that's a, uh, and then uh, we got Jose Altuve. Uh, it's hard for me to watch the Astros, though. Let me be honest. <laughs> yeah, they're the villains, but they they did have a good season, and they're they're good everywhere. Once again, good pitching, yeah. good good solid offense. Um, I'm just really rooting for them not to be the American League. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, same. So, but they're they're solid. They're a solid team. I, I honestly, I think the Dodgers and Braves, and I would even say the Mets are better. I just think the National League is is better than the American League this year. But I expect the National League to win this year, and I would be really disappointed if they wore each other out facing other National League teams for making it to the World Series and then giving it to the the American League team. I just yeah. think National League has had incredible teams. And so if we're just picking between American League and National League, I think the National League's got it this year. But totally. We'll see. But the, the Astros... only reason they want to be is they wear each other out with how good the teams are going to be. Exactly. So the Astros have the highest playoff odds at this moment. I think according to fan graphs, they have an 18% chance of winning, where I think the Dodgers are second highest with 15% chance. And I do think it become it comes down to the Dodgers have a tougher road. They've, yeah. I mean, it's just the the skill set on the National League and the teams that are going to be up against is just going to be incredibly hard for them to – it's going to be hard for whoever makes it out of the National League, so hopefully they don't wear themselves out to win the World Series. Right, yeah. So, yeah, the Astros are the favorites, I think, coming in. Um, but I would probably take the National League over them. And, mm-hmm. okay, should we, should we do some predictions now? Sure, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, let's, let's go back to Cardinals-Phillies. What's your prediction for that one? Uh, well, I think the Cardinals are going to pull it out. Uh, I do have confidence enough in our offense that I think uh, I think the Cardinals are going to do it. But uh, I think it's got to be in three games. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be hard fought every inning. So yeah. To wire it's going to be scrappy. We're going to just have to do it. Our depth has been depleted a little bit. We're going to have to get everything. I'll pick the Cardinals two and three but I expect it to come down to the wire on this one. Yeah, for sure. Uh, there's no gimmies on this uh, on this uh, National League side. For sure. Exactly. So. Okay, what about um, Mets and Padres? Yeah, I got to go with the – I got to go with the Mets, but I am going to pick it in three. I don't think they're going to blow out the Padres. Um I think it's going to be a tough fought battle, um, but I do think the Mets are going to pull it out. Okay, they just, cool. 
have a really, really good season. Um, so that's what I'm going with. The Padres, I feel like, are a little bit more up and down, but also they've had more changes and having to adjust. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. We'll see with that. Yeah, totally. Um, I'm going to take Mets in two. Uh, okay. I know we talked about their strategy. I think I think they're going to stick with this strategy, and I think they'll win game two with Chris Bassett, although I, I expect it to be like a – come from behind winning game two like i don't think it will be because chris bassett is a great choice i think i think they'll find a way to come from behind and win in game huh. two so that's my prediction though and yeah. I, I i expect max scherzer i think they're gonna win game one yeah i don't uh has max scherzer ever lost a postseason game <laughs> yeah i just i think that gives him the upper hand in yeah. any of these matchups yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, tell me your thoughts, Mets versus uh, Dodgers. Okay, I didn't know we were picking these. Two. I I just picked what who I thought was coming out. Um, I know, I know, but okay. I just want to know who you would pick in that matchup. Okay, well, we don't have to do all of them. Just... There is a long time this year where I just thought the Mets were going to win the National League. Um, yeah. just because I love the idea of Max Scherzer, Jacob Degrom, um. I think there's enough chink in the armor there where I can pick the Dodgers pretty pretty handily. Um, so I'm going to pick Dodgers in that series. But gotcha. I, yeah. with Max Scherzer, Jacob deGrom, you have just an incredible duo and a chance in any series. So that, that's pretty cool, but I'm going to pick Dodgers. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, I just hope someone knock those Dodgers out. But <laughs> um, the Mets, I give the best chance in that. But okay, we'll cool. See. We shall see. Uh, and uh, then American League. Oh yeah, just real quick. I'm gonna pick the Dodgers to come out of the National League. I expect them to beat either the Braves or the Cardinals or whoever is on the other side. So yeah, I'm, gonna pick, yeah. I'm gonna pick Dodgers there. They're unbeatable. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, Rays Guardians. Um, I'm gonna. Uh, I I penciled in the Rays. It, it was with the lightest pencil I could find, but I'm I'm picking the Rays here. Interesting, interesting. I finally settled on the Guardians. Okay. Uh, but I, I such a toss up. I honestly have no idea. I don't have a good reason behind it. It's just it's just what I was feeling. I don't have a I great feel. A I don't have a great feel on this one either. The Rays. I, I just ended up going with the Rays because I have postseason experience, and uh, I just I just think they're going to hit a couple more home runs and still play good defense. So I ended up going with them. Okay. Okay. But it, it's well, a toss. I'm going with the Young Guardians. The All right. Young, cool. I like Guardians. that. I like that. I I do like watching the Guardians um, play, and they got a good bullpen, so that should be a fun series. Yeah, for sure. Okay. And then last one. Um, Mariners, Blue Jays, what do you got there? Well, I think I'm just a little out on Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. Just be me. I am going to pick the Mariners. I think that's probably a riskier choice. Um, but I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of rooting that their first postseason in a while is going to go well for them. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I just, I might just be a little out on the Blue Jays, but. I, I am taking Mariners as well. And actually, I said this was a toss-up earlier. I, I think it's a little bit I, I, less of a toss-up. I think 
Mariners are actually I, I, I favor them quite a bit actually, I think, against the Blue Jays. I think that okay. uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this as kind of a lock here if I can't do that. I'm gonna put Mariners lock it in, Mariners beat the Blue Jays. Uh okay. and I'll say it really d- depends on Kevin Gossman, but I think I- I'm gonna say in two games, Mariners beat Blue Jays in two games. Ooh, ooh. Okay. I like it. I like uh, I like the boldness. That we both picked the Mariners. That's probably a little surprising. Yeah, I think um the Blue Jays might be a little bit favored, but to me, uh, I think the Mariners are just a really good team. I think they're well built, so I like them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, who do you uh, have coming out of the American League? Uh, well, I have to go Yankees. Yeah. Um, I can't. I mean. It's going to be tough between the Astros and Yankees. I would say those are the two top teams for sure. And, uh, and uh, I, I don't know. I think Aaron Judge could, could pull it out if he doesn't get a walk too much. And uh, I think it could be really good. could yeah. be really fun. I, I'm taking so my Yankees guess as well. Dodgers-Yankees. Yep. Yeah. I agree. I, we're lockstep on there. I think Dodgers-Yankees is how it comes up this year. Um, um, which incredibly fun series to watch. I mean, that'd be a great World Series. I yeah, think. that would be fun. Uh, I would be rooting for the Yankees <laughs> heavily in that series. But yeah. Oh, me too. I would be too. Because, uh, yeah, I, I think the Yankees, I think people are sleeping on them a little bit too much. I think people love to point out the flaws with the Yankees, but they forget about all the good things too. So for sure, they've got I like I like the Yankees. Um, I'm definitely biased. I'm definitely. I think the Astros are good. I'm not saying the Astros aren't good, but I'm. I gotta pick the Yankees. So. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I can't. Uh, can't say the Astros. No, <laughs> yeah, but and honestly, I would feel the same way about the Dodgers. I'm not a fan of them either, but I have to say the Dodgers just because they've been so good. Yeah. They strike fear in me. For sure. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, cool. Um, we also had a couple other things we wanted to talk about too. Um, let's talk about the Las Vegas Aces. They uh won the WNBA championship first year with Becky Hammond. That was a pretty cool, pretty cool season they had. Yeah, you know, we talked about this a couple of podcasts ago and, and talking about women's sports and and we mentioned how neither of us had really watched the NBA, and but we we're a big fan of Becky Hammond. So I watched quite a few of the games during the playoffs for them. Um, it was fun and and really exciting for her. I think it proves that she really is a good coach. Um, and so I'm hoping that uh, I don't think it'll immediately happen this next season, but um, I'm hoping soon that that the NBA takes another look at her and. and she can be an NBA coach. I think that'd be awesome. But but great for the Aces for yeah. now, and I'm sure she'll continue to kind of build up the Aces for a little bit. Uh, yeah, and could overall help uh, the WNBA. So I'm excited for that. I agree. I think I I definitely tuned in more for this season than before. Well, actually, I, I really hadn't tuned in before, so it's hard. It, it definitely tuned in more because I was actually watching it. But I was rooting for her. Um, they started off, I think, ten and zero, and so that's what got me excited. And then the playoffs were really exciting as well. Um, and impressive and, players too. Yeah, uh, Asia Wilson and um, 
all the other names are blanking on me, but overall, I was generally really impressed by the skill set of the of the team as well. For the well, they had the triple crown of MVPs. They had the regular season MVP, Asia Wilson, the all-star MVP, Kelsey Plum, and then um, the uh, finals MVP, I think, went to Chelsea Gray. So they won all the MVPs and different players won it. So that's kind of fun, right? Yeah, yeah. Overall, uh, it was fun to watch. Uh, it's definitely, it doesn't feel the same as NBA quite yet. Um, like, I think it's a different dynamic just being a woman's uh, playing basketball, but it was uh, a, in a good way, in a like, oh, this is fun. Uh, I think when every time you look at a, a woman's sport compared to a men's, you're like, oh, it looks a little bit different. Um, but I think most of the time you'll find it looks different in kind of a fun way. And I, I definitely noticed that with the WNBA. So I, and uh, my eyes were opened a little bit with them. And yeah, and Becky Hammond brought over a lot of concepts from the NBA, um, especially defensively. I think the I think the main focus for the Aces was on defense, and they they ran a lot of different um, concepts there. They did traps, they did zones, they ran straight up pick and roll. They usually played two bigs, um, which is not necessarily an NBA strategy, but they had two really good defensive centers in Asia Wilson, and I forget the other girl's name, but she was really good too. So they they really focused in on defense, but also – Aces were last in taking three-pointers last year, and they, like, shot way more. They didn't go up to first, but they were in the top five in shooting threes. So they really uh, – she, she changed that, which is clearly an NBA concept. And then uh, also ran a lot of NBA-level plays, too. So they, they really imp- – I think you could tell that coaching was a big influence in why the Aces did well this year. Yeah, so I uh... – I think she'll stick around with the aces for a bit and probably really help um, build, build really cool team. And then, uh, but I do hope she goes back to the NBA and. Uh, and yeah. So, shows okay. Off a little bit. So what do you think the odds are? Do you like, do you think it's at, at this point, do you think there's a 50% chance she coaches for the NBA or do you think it's less than that? Like what are, what are your feelings? Like if you had to make a call. Oh. That's hard to say, especially right now, because she just had her first season and won. Um, I I would say it's probably 50-50. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I, I think there's a good chance. I, I'm not saying she's 100% going to be an NBA coach, but I think I think there's a reasonable chance someone gives her a shot. And yeah. I, I am glad it's not the Spurs, because the Spurs are tanking this year, and I don't want her to be on the tanking team. You know, so yeah, you want her to find uh, some success. Yes, sure. I yeah, you don't want to put her on a bad team. That's just a terrible situation, you know. So yeah, yeah. So I'm glad that that's not what happened. Even though at one point I was kind of hoping for that, but but I think she has proved her coaching. You know, everyone was saying that she's only been with the Spurs, so how can you know? I think now we've seen that. Um, her coaching is pretty legit so that's exciting yeah she's clearly a good coach so I think I think there's a good chance to get a shot I think if she weren't to get a shot I don't think it's because she's not a good coach I would think it would be because people would be worried about the respect from the players which I think is a weird concern I think she could command respect of a locker room especially her being a former player herself we've seen her command a room so uh, I right. think that would just be the wrong idea that, that team managers would have if they 
if they saw that. So totally. Um, and then let's also talk about let's let's talk about a big story going on in the NFL. This is one that um we're both Alabama fans, so we love to uh this is a story that's important to both of us. Uh you can go ahead. Yeah, so um I know you and I have had a lot of conversations about this recently. The media is having a field day about it. Um to his concussion and and I'm gonna call it a second concussion, although mm-hmm. Um, they're just saying, you know, just a concussion. Um, but we start off with uh, his first uh, that that game on Sunday where he uh, he gets hit hard on the head and 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 gets back up and is clearly uh, dazed. You know, he trips over himself and uh, just I, I've had a couple concussions, pretty bad ones, and that's just clear sign of a concussion right there. Um, and he got let back into that game. And then the next Monday um, starts that game. Um, and I think you and I both knew that that was just going to be, that was, it. At, at least he wasn't going to play well. Um, I don't think either one of us expected him to uh, experience another head injury. And then uh, it proceeded to be as bad as it was, which with a concussion, uh, the worst thing that you can have happen is, and the reason why you take time off is, is because it can, a second concussion can be just as dangerous, uh, or worse. Um, right. That's like what the research says is that second concussion after a short time is much worse typically. Is much worse. Yeah. Um, my biggest thing is, uh, uh, I just don't think we were paying it. I mean, I just think that there was, there was, uh, I don't think we understand concussions well enough in the NFL if we saw that first head injury and continued to let him play because concussions, you don't recover from that quickly. Um, so passing whatever concussion protocol they did on the sidelines, I think was, uh, I think anyone can say it was the wrong choice. Um, right. So I just felt awful for, for Tua uh, having to, now, I mean, the repercussions of that, he's probably going to be out for for a really long time. And and I've been seeing recently all my things are like, oh, he needs to retire now because he just had two concussions in a row um, kind of thing. And whatever his choice is going to be, uh, I just think the recovery is going to be pretty painful. There's not yeah. much you can do to heal a concussion. Um, yeah, I, I've, listened, I've listened to some doctors and typically I think from from them the consensus is he doesn't have to retire which i don't think yeah. he'll end up retiring I he's think, so young i don't think that'll happen um, yeah i i do think he needs to have some time off though the it, it's really concerning though because that first hit it was just a, to me clear and obvious that he was concussed you know like i sent you a text afterward i was like it's really hard to believe that he passed concussion protocol with that. And so whatever, whatever it was, I mean, you know, so, I mean, if someone can't walk afterwards because they're dizzy um, from a head hit, it's for sure a concussion. Yeah. And you don't just go off on the sideline and brush that off. Like that's going to hurt for at least a little bit. Yeah. And that um, brings me to another thing with Tua too which i feel bad about is tua is consistently coming back from injuries too early 
Um, uh-huh. I think the first example of this was the SEC championship game when he came back against Georgia and was clearly not himself. And we had to bring in Jalen Hurts for the second half to win that game for us. Um, then he goes on. He has two major hip surgeries. He's not supposed to play season one in the NFL. He comes in halfway through and doesn't really look like himself, you know, and really struggled that whole season. Um, and then now again, two is an incredibly tough guy, and I'm sure he wants to be out there playing. But we do. I just wish that there were people out there protecting to a little bit better. Yeah, I think it was a. Uh, uh, when you have a concussion, you don't realize how bad it is until your concussion's healed. And so he just needed because I'm sure he was saying, "Oh yeah, I feel fine. I feel fine." And, and he probably did really, feel fine. Yeah, and you just need a little bit more protection out there because I don't think uh, – because, yeah, you just don't know when your head hurts, you, you know, and you can't, you can't necessarily think right. And so you just don't realize how bad it is, especially with something in the head injury. You know, you don't see it bleeding. You don't see a broken bone. So you're like, oh, it can't be that bad. Um, and so you, you, there needs to be just a little bit more protection out there. Um, I mean, starting the game, I thought was a bad idea. Um, but coming back into that first game and passing concussion protocol, I think is just crazy for the NFL. Uh, I think anyone who watches the highlight of that uh, of that hit to the head and then um, his reaction to it afterwards shows that he was not okay. Um, so I yeah, think it's clearly not okay, and so that's just a tough thing. And like like I said. Just based off of former examples, you know Tua really wanted to play. And, you know, credit to him, but it's not his job on whether he should play or not. That should come down to someone else, you know. Someone needs to protect him just a little bit more. Exactly. And, um, I mean, obviously the team doctor has been – or not the team doctor, the the unaffiliated doctor that approved him has been fired. Um, Do you think there's going to be more – coming from this story like do you think there's going to be anything else or is it just they they fired that one doctor and that's it well I certainly hope there's more um the head coach's response to it uh I thought was a little bit frustrating um it's I think it's more serious the situation than I think anyone's taking it for in the NFL so we'll see if there's more. Uh, I know it's still a big headline in the news, which could always lead to more um, more things being done about it. But we'll see. I mean, we knew c- concussions have been a problem in the NFL for sure before, and we're understanding them better on, on what happens after sustained damage. But um, protecting in the moment, I think we clearly see that, that that failed in this instance. Yeah, I think they're making progress, but it's – this is a step back for sure. Yeah. Um, so, so super hard to see uh, someone that you love to watch play. Uh, and then just so, so saddening that, that this has happened to him. And uh, I don't know, hopefully, hopefully he be- feels better soon. I've had months of headaches before from a concussion. So I hope that that's not his case. Hopefully he heals, but. Um, having two back to back like that, I'm sure it's going to be a long journey ahead. And you told me when you had your concussions that, like, as you had the concussions, you didn't necessarily notice all the things. 
but as you look back after you had recovered, you noticed the, how your decision making and, and the way you were feeling was impaired. Is that is that right? Yeah, absolutely. It's just um, uh, and when you're when it's your head that gets hurt and injured, um, you know anything that else is as injured, you know it doesn't work in the same way and as well as it used to. And it's easier to see that, but with it, when it's in your head, your head controls everything else, and so if that's what's injured you it you have maybe have some idea that it's not working right but until it's healed you you can't look back and be like oh now i can see the thought process and where i was off and for sure decision making and not being able to kind of think clearly just because your head's injured um and there's there's stuff going on in there and, and when that's in in charge of everything it's hard to hard to be able to recognize that until it's over it's healed so yeah that's a great point so protection for for people who have concussions i think it's uh i think it's a serious injury that uh needs a little bit more love out there from from people playing sports and a little bit more awareness and how to how to help with it um because i mean yeah it was such an obvious sign of a concussion that that impassive concussion protocol um and then not having time to even heal after and, and start the next week, I think is uh, pretty unfortunate. Uh, yeah, tough, tough. Well, I think this was a fun time. Uh, it's been great to be able to get back and, and do this. And uh, we will uh, talk to you guys later.